Welcome to another episode of More Than Dice. I'm Gonzo. I'm Captain Mizzy. I'm here. <laughs> that was hey. the perfect timing. That was the perfect timing. <laughs> and uh, I'm John. And that's John. <laughs> Guys, welcome to another episode. We're on episode 258. We're going to be talking about 3D terrain, painting, building. We're also going to hang out and chill and uh, just kind of work on stuff. I'm going to work on a few pieces that I have printed off uh, for Warfare Weekend that is going to be going out to the detail team. Uh, but it's also going to be some testing because I need to. I want to test some stuff out. But we're just going to do it. Have some fun. Um, before we do that, we got to get to the business. Uh, we want to thank all of our sponsors. We want to thank Midnight Heroes for making awesome chibi stuff. They will be having a new Kickstarter coming up pretty soon um, with new models that will be STL'd. Uh, so you can print off your no, new stuff. Um, and uh, I have not printed off their new things. I need to fix my – I want to say fix my printer. I have to do maintenance on my resin printer, uh, change the FEP, and then I'll print it off, and then I'll show some of the miniatures from the, from the uh, Kickstarter. We want to thank Muse on Minis for hosting our files. Don't forget, if you go to Muse, make sure you use the code more than dice, all one word, and get 10% off anything you order. Uh, guys, they'll be having a bunch of new stuff coming up um, that they'll be selling, so get ready for that. We want to thank Parabellum War Games, of course, for an awesome game of Conquest. Uh, if you like a good old rank and flank type thing, make sure and check them out. And they also have a discount code there. Can you guess what it is? You're right. More than dice, all one word. Uh, we want to thank Turbo Dork for <clears throat> bringing out awesome miniatures or awesome miniature paints of a metallic and turbo shifting paint. Um, and uh, next week, I can say back, not next week, the week after, we'll be giving away a $50 gift certificate to uh, Turbo Dork so you can pick up some of their cool paints. And we want to thank our newest sponsor, Creature Caster. Uh, Creature Caster is now sponsoring. Um, and we'll be doing a bunch of painting. We want to check out uh, the Cuttlefish line of paint, which is a, which is mostly sketches and glazes. Uh, they do yep. have some other ones coming out. Um, and if you like, join me on Thursday, and um, you can watch me paint up Judgment Models and using strictly their paints and their paints only. It's funny how I grabbed one of each randomly out of the pile. That's what wanted me to look look at the colors. Uh. <laughs> paints. Nice. I'll take it. Yeah. Um, and their paint line, I think it's like 212 paints. I can't remember. It's a lot. It's a lot of paint. The box opened up. It's a lot. It's a lot of paints. Uh, I've been using them and I, I'm digging them. I really like their, uh, the shining glory right now. Besides, you know, just paints and using it is their mixing medium has been really, really, really good. So, oh yeah. The Canada goose moose. Yeah. The Canada goose moose. Uh, whenever they bring that one out. Of course, we'll be, I'll be purchasing that just because it's a monster. It'll be a lot of fun. I have no idea what you guys are talking to, but apparently I have to look this up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. You, you. So it's got a beaver head, a goose head, and a moose head. And it's a monster in the it's judgment. fantastic. That is played on the board. <laughs> no one shares that shit. Look, fucking. I have failed you. I am sorry. This that that one's on me. <laughs> on a Google search, it goes. Did you mean camera? I'm like, I didn't type half the letters. Fucking camera, bitch. Hold on. What makes you on. think I want camera, motherfucker? Yeah, it's all the Canadian type animals put together, and in... so it's a Canadian camera. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> okay. Yeah. 
That's exactly what it is. Hopefully somebody can get you a link to it and see it. What's the tail like? You know what? Actually, picture. We're ah. probably... <laughs> I don't... Hold on. I feel like it's got to be a beaver tail, though. Uh, somebody's got a picture of it somewhere. You know, I can already stat this up for you. Know, actually, you know what? Fuck it. Banyan's not on. I could fucking put this in my role-playing game. Yeah, there you can. Yes! Which, talking about here. that... Um, you know, the role-playing game, uh, if you are part of CreatureCaster and you're part of their tribes on my Mini Factory, not only do you get, like, 10 to 12 free miniatures, you also get a 5th edition module, uh, part of their World of Reclamation line uh, type thing. So you can check that out. I've been using their miniatures in our RPG Unity game, so. 5th edition? I have that Yeah. <laughs> All right. There's a link for you, Judd. Okay. Yeah, you, this thing is amazing. And everybody else in chat. <laughs> oh, I... The, the tail, of, of course it's the tail. <laughs> the, the, the painted picture makes it so much better. Does it? Yeah. I don't know. I feel like it should have should have should have faded to proper goose coloring for the goose. I feel like they made the, like it looks good. Don't, don't I think I did this it at all? But I feel like it's a shame that it didn't have a goose proper goose coloring for the goose, and that's nightmare fuel. Thanks. <laughs> so now you got to order it and put it in the D and D game. <laughs> we don't use miniatures. That's yeah. that's like work. We're not playing D&D anymore. We're playing uh, Genesis. That's right. Which I guess, like, everybody's flipping out over that because nobody can get the dice anymore. The dice are not being produced again. I wanted to let you know, first off, people are making them on Etsy. Go on Etsy. Oh, yeah. They're not even bad priced. I have an angle though. My uh, one of my coworkers who plays a lot of D and D and all cast dice herself, so she's gonna make me some. Nice. Yeah. So there's there's a lot of people that are having an issue trying to get. It. I mean, don't get me wrong. The Genesis system is great, and it uses special dice. But and I don't know if I mentioned there's a lot of good stuff on uh, Drive Through RPG for it that's not expensive. No. I mean, people. I mean, you're just going to, have to go to Etsy and just buy them off of Etsy. Or by, yeah. you know, people that, people that have made the dice and hopefully they don't get in trouble for it since the oh. dice are no longer. I mean, someone was saying um, our good friend Ross was trying to buy dice and, like, the eBay bid on those dice are going crazy. And I'm like, ah, oh, that's stupid. No, Etsy, man, Etsy. Yeah. So we're doing that. Um, guys, we also, um, do we have any shut-ups this week? Uh, what was the football player? Uh, wow. Dave Brown? Jim Brown. Jim Brown. Jim Brown. Yeah. I'm not a huge football guy. You football player... Movie star. He did. Civil rights activist. Yep. I, I remember him uh, being in... Kind of in, a big deal. <laughs> kind of a big deal. <laughs> in somebody's world. I don't know who he is. Yeah. I... Look him up. Yeah. He's done a lot of good things. He was one of the the greats. One of the... Oh, hey, you're not going to... We're upset that your, 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 your movie career is cutting into your football time. He's like, fuck it, I quit. I'm going to go do movies. And he did. Yeah, he did. That's where I knew him more than anything, because I mean, like I, said, I wasn't a huge football person. And his early polit- political, uh, you know, and civil rights activism is great. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I think also, it was what eighty nine. Yeah, he was. He was getting there. Also. Yeah. 
87. I missed getting up there. I'm trying to figure out there's one other like old wrestler who passed who was like men like the proto Hulk Hogan like if oh, okay. he had hit later he would have been Hulk Hogan. Gotcha. I think I remember saying that somewhere too but I don't remember. Uh, superstar Billy Graham. He was he like was basically Hulk Hogan before Hulk Hogan. But like it was just the wrong time. If he'd hit five years, ten years later, he would have been he would have been Hulk Hogan. Yeah. But just the wrong time. Let's get to the really important question. John, what are you drinking tonight? Um Well, I have a cherry coke mixed with uh cherry whiskey. Nice. And if I run out of that I've got some more Dr. McGillicuddy's apple pie liqueur. Nice. Captain Mizzy. Um, I have this wonderful bottle of water <laughs> to stay hydrated because I have wrecked myself the last couple of week, couple of days with my diet, and I need water. So, yep. I, I I'm with you too. I'm drinking water also, uh, so. John's going to be getting tore up from the floor up, and we're going to be drinking water and staying hydrated. Bet money I show up to work on time without a hangover. <laughs> I 100% agree that you will. <laughs> Guys, we appreciate you being here. We appreciate you hanging out. We appreciate you coming in and doing things. Um, if you see something, say something. If you can do something, do something. If you can't, find someone that will. Cheers. 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 High quality H2O. Oh, yeah. I, I got to have another shot of that. <laughs> Holy fuck, that's good. <laughs> Man, I can feel my cells being rejuvenated already. Skin's getting more elastic, you know. Pores are. Yeah, man. I'm so you fucking 50. Don't throw yourself. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I'm going to go ahead and switch over to the paint cam. Uh, Actually, I have a quick question for you. 20 bucks. Shit. Um, so I saw where Midnight Heroes was getting ready to gear up for their big summer sale. Do uh -huh. we still have a discount code for them? Uh, I don't know if it's if it works right now or not. I know that they're redoing their structure. Um, you could try it. It might still work. Um, for me, no, Midnight Heroes is redoing their uh, affiliate stuff and trying to do something different. And so we're going to... They, he hasn't told us exactly what they're going to do, so we're just going to kind of wait and see and figure it out. Once he's done, we'll we'll get to it. I totally but, forgot to try and use it when I ordered my stuff. Yeah, but there's like but their that. summer sale by itself is pretty freaking good too. So even if it doesn't, you should definitely go check them out. Yeah. All right. So anyway. I have a few pieces of terrain um, that I three D printed. A few. Uh, okay. <laughs> these two, these four, these little swamp looking things were kind of the test prints um, type thing. And I'm going to do some stuff with this just to test it out. These big ones are okay. And I'm flopping around. Uh, we're, are fine. I'll be using those. These I won't be using. They were just too small, too flat. And they just didn't do much. Um, I mean, 
Well, I wouldn't use them. It's still just extra train. Uh, I should say that I, we are going to you are going to use them. They just weren't the template for me printing off. They were all this type. Hey, Hellboop. Hey, Hellboop. Hey, um, I am going to redo these and raise them up and make them a little bit thicker because they're like this rock here and a rock here, well, and then. If I may make a humble suggestion based off playability, don't. Um, like, I know we're about to talk about 3D terrain, but there are certain features you don't want to be too hard to put models on because at the end of the day, you still have to put models on shit. Yeah. Um, and here was the water one. And then this is going to be like a rough patch. So but this one was really neat to do. Um, I spray painted it with textured paint. Uh, to give it this little, you know, the rough little areas, and then spray painted it gray, and then I'm just going to dry brush it white, and it's a done in type thing. So while I do that, I can hear your burner in the background. Can you hear it? It's a little bit. Can a little bit, yeah. Okay, it's it's so my printer is going to be running nonstop, so I apologize. No, that's fine. I just, I just, I just it's going to, yeah. Usually, it's, you usually can't hear it, but oh well. So I'm going to work on these. Um, the oh, grab my dry brush. Uh, grab my white. Grab my awesome palette from Turbo Dork that I'm going to put all my paints in. And move all my see, cuttlefish stuff. Every in. time you mention it, I go and check to see if they got those back in yet. No, they are not. I don't know when they're going to have them, but as soon as they are, I'm sure everybody's going to be clamoring to get it. Uh, let me pop out this stuff. Shame. I'm not sure how much, how well these cuttlefish paints are going to work on a wet palette, but I'm going to find out at some point. Uh, I have actually put them on a wet palette. I haven't had any issues with them. I usually have been thinning them out a little bit more than. I imagine the the, uh, the sketch paints will be fine, but I'm not sure about the glazes. Yeah, well, the glazes are really thin, so should be. Hence my point. Yep. <laughs> Gonzo's. I'm picking up what I'm putting down. <laughs> so, um, there was a picture, and I couldn't find it, and I kind of, kind of irked about it because I wasn't able to get it. But there was a picture that came up on my Facebook feed of an old War Machine tournament, and I'm looking at it, and I'm like, "Oh my God, why did we accept that? Why did we say that that was okay?" Well, and I know you're asking on a, you know, rhetorical, but, but. <laughs> I'm an asshole and I'm going to ask answer anyways. <laughs> we did because the technicality of moving miniatures became more important than the theater of the mind of playing the game. Yes. It became a board game played on tabletop more so than a miniatures game. At that point, they sacrificed the the prettiness and the theater of the mind, so to speak, of nice terrain for the technical accuracy of moving models to the, you know, nth degree of, you know, precision that they could do. And don't get me wrong. Certain things make I mean, it easier to put on the board. It's, it's a choice. Yeah. But, I mean, this table, like, of course, the zones were, like, fabric that was cut out. Some of the terrain was fabric that was cut out. Um, 
You couldn't. I mean, I, I looked at it and I'm like, man, did we really, really play with yes that horrible yes. looking table? And I was like, yes. we did. And I was like, man, it just kind of. I mean, I wouldn't say I was embarrassed, but I understood. Is that the best way to put it? No, you shouldn't be embarrassed. But so here's the thing: there's two ways to go about this, and I know we're going to get into the topic. And and part of it is the easy way is to sort of fold the the 2d terrain into what we're doing yes so we did a lot of 2d terrain at the request of people because certain things hills hills are a fucking pain in the ass water features are a pain in the ass if you don't make them pretty flat so i don't necessarily mind those but with force i like the idea of force templates the way that the rules were forced in that game template was fine but you should have trees to put on there and just move them out of the way just so you keep that you know still get that theater of the mind. Like, oh, there's trees and all that, so there's some 3D there. I know someone that has, like, a hundred trees. I don't know that we ever needed to go with 2D buildings because you can move through them. Sure, you can't measure through them. There's going to be some problems every once in a while. The ideal we wanted to get to is we wanted to have every building to have a 2D template underneath it, so if you needed to measure something, you could move the building, measure, then put the building back. Yeah. But somewhere along the way, people got too more interested in the playability over it looking like we're playing a fun game. To which my response is, play a board game. Yeah, and, and it just it just came to my mind. So right now, I'm trying to print up enough terrain so we have all 3D terrain at Warfare Weekend for every single game we play. Um, how uh, houses will all be 3D. Uh, forest will have like the mat and then trees placed on top of it, um, which is perfect in my opinion because then you can move the trees off, move the trees back on. Um, I cannot reach the trees right now before I would show you the hundred trees you've got sitting over there. The hundred thousand gajillion trees that I'm going to dry brush my life away. Yes. Um, some engraved. Um, and then I signed up for it. It's okay. <laughs> You know, water features. This is going to be our water feature. Kick him in the ding-ding. Kick him in the Mm. ding-ding. So, water features, I don't mind being flat because, let's be honest, in real life, a water feature is flat. Yeah. Because it's kind of negative. It goes down. And flat means it's playable. And to a point, you have to... So, in the oeuvre of terrain, since I'm an old guy, I can talk about that. Back in my day, when I started playing Warhammer 40k, <laughs> we'd use whatever we fucking could. You open up the computer monitor, that fucking foam became terrain. Oh, we yeah. might even paint that shit. You know, books with stuff over it became terrain. So, And then you started building stuff. And when you're playing a skirmish level game, like a true skirmish level game, you can have terrain that's just fucking stupid because you don't need to stand in all the points you have so little models on the table it's okay if there are parts on on on, that you can't stand on but as we got to larger and larger numbers of models on the table read 40k terrain started becoming a problem because you can't put models there and people like well how is it fair that i can't put models there i'm like it's fucking terrain dude fucking deal with it you know, I was blessed by uh, a lot of my mid-40K stuff was at the uh, GW Battle Bunker, so we had really good terrain in some cases. 
you know, fully fully detailed tables, unmovable terrain for the most part, but just awesome. There's one like some kind of Normandy table that was beaches into you know early trenches and all that table was great. Oh, was yeah. it super playable? No. Did it matter? No, it didn't matter. Which great. Um, and then we you know went into that sort of hybrid bit, and then it sort of just became all 2D because Legion mentioned 2D terrain is great because you can. I have a pack in my backpack with my War Machine stuff. Oh yeah, it's like I could break out anywhere. You give me a proper four by four table, we can play some War Machine. Yeah, and nothing wrong with that. But at some point, that became the norm rather than an outlier, and that was sort of the thing. Because I mean, let's be honest, though. Given, I'm gonna call people. Out. I'm gonna call people out. Not anyone by name. Given the state of top-tier War Machine play of, you know, shit like models not even fucking glued to their fucking base, oh my God. much less painted, it shouldn't be a surprise that we got there because those guys were all interested in it. War Machine sort of sold itself. And I know I'm digging on War Machine right now. That's sort of where we started. No, nothing against the guys there in case they're listening. Love you guys. Make a better game. Um, but... You know, it became playability over theater of the mind. That became the important part. And that's sort of where we lost it. And honestly, they bought into it at Privateer Press. They were catering to their number one demographic, which is understandable. Um, and that's why it sort of evolved the way it did. But, you know, there's always a middle ground that we should have been pushing for. Like We always did that at our local store, at Drop Zone Games, when we were doing a bunch of machine of hordes we did full 3d terrain with 2d backing it up if you had a train a tree template you had some trees to go on it water templates fine hills hills not a lot you can do hills have always been a problem you know because you have to get that balance between it looking like a hill and it being playable correct which i believe i solved that with the hill that i designed but we got to test it out somewhere we'll see so uh before i go further uh art of michael voice as a big deal for me with terrain is portability. Anyone seen the Acid House got collapsible sets? I've seen similar things that are collapsible. Um, but honestly, uh, Art Michael Boy, I play a lot more uh, Marble Crisis Protocol. Oh. And honestly, the terrain's super portable for that because it's just scatter terrain and a handful of bigger things. Like, I can take a paper box. Like, here's my idea if you want to play something out and you need to bring terrain, if it can't fit in a paper box, you probably are playing the wrong game. You probably shouldn't be... You should be going somewhere that has terrain rather than bringing your own. But yeah, that's a little, some of the newer games. You know, Marvel Crisis Protocol. Now, one starter set doesn't have quite enough terrain to play with. But two? Absolutely. You can play with two. Two is a perfectly fine playable. You'd want more. We've got a bunch. I could get you guys pictures of what uh, L. Marshall does at his place for uh, terrain for... Uh, uh, Marvel Crisis Protocol, or anything, honestly. But, you know, it's one of those things. You get, there's always been people bringing terrain around, and that's sort of the thing, is you've got to figure out what you can do for that. I'll let Gonzo wrangle us back on the topic, since I'm rambling a little bit. <laughs> but no, but that but that's a good point, because certain games don't require a lot of terrain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, certain games require a lot of terrain. Hello, Infinity... 
Yeah, yeah, Infinity is so much as that there are different styles of terrain based on your geographical locale. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, there is what we call American style, which is, holy shit, that's a lot of terrain. I hope you didn't bring a fucking tag. Or expect to get long because of fire. Then there's sort of European style, which people call like, holy shit, look at those long lanes of fire. You know, I hope you don't walk across there because they're going to have something murder you. <laughs> And there's what we call the standard train, which is sort of like in the middle. Yeah. And those are all jokes, but they're kind of true. I mean, Infinity can require a lot of terrain. Oh, yeah. Um, it's I, better with the terrain. Oh, yeah. 100%. Stereotypes are based on things that actually happen. Uh-huh. So. But the, you know, people were, you know, I was looking at it and I was like, man. Now, don't get me wrong. Uh, people are really, really, really pushing and Privateer Press is trying to push for 3d terrain and wanting to make sure that it's out there and done properly and giving rules for it and all this stuff. And I, I'm a person, I will take 3d terrain as long as it's usable and isn't a hindrance. Um, well, and you're like, hills are a big issue. Yeah. So I'm willing to take some hindrance. Um, Correct. So I can tell you guys a story of playing a tournament at drop zone games and a guy moving a model, and he's like, all right, I stop right here on top of the wall. I'm like, can you put your model there? He's like, no. Well, you fucking can't stop there. He's like, well, the rules say, like, the rules don't say you can put models wherever the fuck you want. You can't fit your model there. It'll fall over. You can't put your model there. Love it when rules call that out. But that's the sort of thing you need to look at. Yeah. Like, hey, you can't stand on top of a fucking wall and stuff. That's why they are the way they are. But if you're going to make a hill, you should be able to stand on top of it. Correct. And heels are the worst because you want a gradient. Uh, although games you don't like want a gradient, actually, honestly, the best hills are the ones that are literally just, you know, just about yay thick. You put it down, that's a hill. You're either Correct. on or you are off. Because because what I was going to say was the, you know, a lot of people like the gradient hills, but when I talk to everybody that plays in the BattleTech community, the issue they had with gradient hills is where do we count the go up and where do we count the go down. And so they do the slanted, you know, the 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 cliff the heels, yeah, because it makes it a whole lot easier for that. Well, because also they they have, so BattleTech has advantages over other miniature games because they have much more defined miniature rules. Yes, a lot of them, you know, were kind of vague. Thanks, thanks, that doesn't help. <laughs> you know, they're absolutely like your hill. What size is it? Level one through. I don't think I've seen anything above a four, but I'm sure it exists on some map somewhere. And that's literally like level one is half the height of a mech. Level two is a full height of a mech. Level three is a one and a half, etc. A mech is two level high, and there you go. You know? Definition good. You know what hides a mech. You know what doesn't hide a mech. Yeah. But Battletech also has the, the bonus of having come from a board game mm-hmm. where the maps have all that on them. I mean, I remember those maps well. You'd know all the spots. Easy to tell what's what. The heavy woods were clearly visible from the light woods. The water was all like, oh, this is level one. This is level two. Everything was clearly delineated delineated, and easy to tell. And then you get fucking 40K. And I know it's not this edition. It's like an edition two ago where they're like, what counts as what? Meh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Like, yeah. here's some of the things you train should do, but meh. And then other end, you get sort of the, if you're willing to stop and take the time to define it, it works really well. But God damn, it's a pain in the ass to have to define everything, which is Malifaux. 
they literally just have a bunch of traits. Oh, yeah. And you assign the traits that are required for that thing. Now, it'd be better if they said, hey, fences or this, this. There's a lot of little stuff they can do to make it easier. And I don't think any company is really, except maybe Battletech, has really gotten it down to an art form yet as far as super clarity. You know, they're all kind of have their own peculiarities. Um, but I think the most important thing about the terrain pieces is that they're playable. If you want people to stand on them, they need to be made so you can stand on them. Or you get that hill, that yeah, that wall problem we had where a guy wanted to stand on a wall and he couldn't. And they got upset when I told him no. Fuck off. Measure him no. Not hard. But you can avoid all of that, I don't want to say unpleasantness, but all that sort of extra conflict if you're extra clear on the terrain. And it's always good to make sure, I know we're getting a little bit off, but always when you get to a table, discuss with your opponent what the terrain is before you go anywhere, before you start playing. And if you started playing already, you're going to have to give a little potentially. Yeah. Because, you know, people might have already had a pretense a thought of what terrain sh- what should be what and if it's not then you have to realize they've started the battle under a false pretense and you re- start moving stuff you really gonna have to be really lenient at some points so best to, to call it out beforehand it's best if the to has a definition if you're playing in a tournament of hey here's a key this means this not always possible by any stretch but um, that would be perfect world. I mean, perfect world would be everything being clearly visible and the rule book being super clear about what's what. But for a tournament, if you're going to use stuff like Gonzo, could just take pictures of what he's got and put sheets at every table. Like, hey, this is this, this is this, this is this. Not that anything I've seen Gonzo put out there is any question of what it fucking is. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, obviously he's painting a swamp, which is generally just going to be difficult terrain for most people. Or shallow water. I mean, that's how you want to call it. I generally just call swamp difficult terrain. Otherwise, it'd be a big... I feel like since you didn't make that big puddle, like you did for the uh, water feature like that, I imagine this would just be difficult terrain and not shallow water. But here, that's the thing. This is something that has to be, you know, you need to look <laughs> at it. Well, there you go. We already... Your examples are perfect. You know, I would paint the same thing you painted blue green if i wanted it to be a swamp and shallow water which is basically just a different color shallow water most games swamps don't have any extra features that say shallow water doesn't because water is generally difficult to move through unless you're aquatic let's say Mm -hmm. and a swamp should actually be difficult to move for for, through aquatic too it's not like it's just super water it's fucking murky and icky and sticky Where are we at? But, yeah, we were talking about the terrain. Um, mm-hmm. Going to 3D terrain, there's benefits and negatives, like we were saying. It, it's going to take up more space for storage. I mean, I've got, I don't know if you can see it. There's like a box or something on the ground, and it's a huge container. And then there's a box on top of it. That's all my infinity terrain. Now, that's probably about two to three tables worth of infinity terrain. But imagine if you're at a convention and you have to do 16 tables mm-hmm. worth of uh, infinity we, we, terrain. 
we posted them. It's not easy. Yeah. One of the things I liked about Infinity is some of the boxes they came out with had the foldable cardboard terrain. Oh, yeah. It was a good start. Like, you put you put the empty boxes from the actual models inside them, and they give some structure. I'm like, oh, this is great. Oh, yeah, I remember that. That was awesome. That was uh, brilliant. Yeah. It's also like when we were putting together the Tinker Turf terrain for Warfare Weekend last year, I we ended up having four or five totes just full of the Tinker Turf stuff for Warcaster. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That took up so much space. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's a problem. Like it, it becomes a bigger problem when you have to run a tournament. The bigger the event, the bigger the problem, of course. Uh, unless the store's got a good amount of stuff. You know, even then, you might get some people. I mean, it's... Well, let's finish the talking about the tree before I go into the <laughs> arranging of the arranging. <laughs> But, so, you know, like I said, if you're going to run one table of your own stuff... It shouldn't take up more than... It shouldn't even take up a whole paper box, but it shouldn't take up more than a paper box. Even Infinity for one table, you can generally fit most of it in a paper box. Because you have a bunch of... of scattered terrain, let's call it, walls and shit that are super compact. And don't forget that shit. Like, you know, we, we're talking about the big terrain pieces. Don't forget the scatter terrain. Oh, yeah. Like, if there's something that Marvel Chrysler calls taught me that even the scatter train matters when I start throwing fucking foam boots and shit at people. Mm-hmm. So and it it's... looks good, too. I mean, mm-hmm. because it, it's not just a barren wasteland, unless that's what you're going for. But if you're doing a cityscape, you know, where where's the light poles? Yeah. And, and the hard part is, and this is the big one that gets me, because, you know, we're playing a game. Yes. But also, to an extent, it's theater of the mind, you know? We want terrain to make some fucking sense. You know, how many War Machine tables have you come in and it's just scattered around randomly just for, you know, to be, if you will, effective and quote-unquote fair? And it makes no fucking sense. It's just like, that looks terrible. And I'm going to tell you right now, table sides should not be fair. No, that's a it's a... Legitimate, legitimate choice in the game. Yes, if if and that uh, battle tech, you create your own battle. You know, you create your own on the Alpha Strike version. You know, you build your own table type thing. But I'm gonna tell you right now, if the terrain is preset and it's not part of you know deployment or whatever it is, it should not be fair. There should be a reason no. why someone chooses a table edge. If choosing table is a legitimate choice in the game. It needs to be a legitimate, legitimate choice in the game. Correct. You know, now Marvel Crisis Protocols doesn't have anything like that as much anymore because it's the second player gets to choose certain things. So, not necessary that, uh, you know, then that's a little more of a fair thing because it's not, you know, second player already has an advantage in certain things. But yeah, like in War Machine of Hordes is the key one. 40k is sort of the same deal. Actually, I would say even Age of fucking Sigmar, where everyone tries to go second because of the double turn. Absolutely, tables I should not be fucking even. Because if they're trying to go second, they should get the shitty fucking side because they went second. Because in this case, opposite of normal, they're looking for it to get an advantage. If there's an advantageous to going first or second, 
like it's a shandy, I go, you go, the full, you know, I take my stuff, you do all your stuff. There needs to be a balancing factor to that going first or second. Yeah, there there should, terrain should mean something in the game and not just set out there for like tactical reasons. Yeah. I know you can't see this, guys. There, I don't know if it's, it's really, really light. And I know it's, no, you kind of see it's it there. visible. It's okay. Visible. Yeah. Yeah, it's visible. Okay. It, it, sitting in front of it looks good. So, we're going to be testing some stuff out too after I get everything dry brushed up. Sorry. Didn't mean to interrupt you, but go ahead. Sorry. Um, what was I talking about? Setting terrain up. Yeah. So like I said, if there's an advantage to going first or second, the disadvantaged side should get the choice. You know, disadvantaged player should get the choice of the side because you're, you're trying to make it a fair game. You know, that's the thing you want to make it fair. As fair as possible, so both players have fun. So that should be your deciding factor. So in War Machine of Hordes, where you want to go first because of all the other things, a little wash clean that up, a little heavy there. Yeah. Also, my dry lighter, who knows? But uh, in, in a game like War Machine of Hordes, then you want the second player to choose the terrain. In a game like uh, 40k, where you want to go first, potentially. I think you want to go first with long-range weapons. That the second player should choose terrain, the side. But Age of Sigmar, where you want to go second, so you can't get double turned on. You should that the first player should get to choose the side. It's it's little things like that can help balance, especially in a tournament setting. And it like in a casual setting, all this matters significantly less. But you know, we're talking more pickup game, not knowing who you're playing type of dealio. Yeah. So. Um, and if for some reason you have a game that's alternating activations or something, train matters a little less as far as balance, or as far as you don't want one side to be balanced over the other because you're going back and forth. You know, it needs to be a balance at that point. I think the, hey, the main point we're going to get is that each game is going to set terrain maybe a little bit differently, and you're going to need to make sure you're setting it appropriately for the game you're playing. Yeah. But, I mean, there's something about 3D terrain compared to the 2D stuff, and we get it. And not everybody has it. We've already gone over that. But how do we get 3D terrain in your hands? Now, John, you do Etsy or, you know... Mostly Etsy. Mostly Etsy. Me? I'm a 3D printer. I will print the shit out of terrain, a.k.a. the reason why the printer's running nonstop until probably uh, October. Yeah. And that's the thing is, you you know, just go where you can go for terrain. Maybe your local store's got some you can purchase. Maybe your local store is the only place you play, and they have all the terrain you could ever want. You don't need to buy any of them. Don't. It's a luxury at that point. You don't need to spend. That's not a necessity. But if you play at home, you should have enough to play at home. Like, I can easily run a full table of Marble Crisis Protocol and change. I can do easily a 40K game or Star Wars Legion game. You know, all basically what I would have played at home, I can do at home. I have the train fight. Infinity might be a little bit of a problem. I have to put together a bunch of buildings, but it'd be close. But that sort of thing you have to look at is make sure you've got the terrain you need for the game you're playing. 
Or if you're a player like me, have access to a person with the terrain that you need. <laughs> that means you've got the terrain you need. You just go guns on you this terrain. Make it so. Uh, so, uh, Michael Boy says, I lose a lot for D&D because I want a bit more tactical thing before I come at combats. Absolutely. That's the, the hidden bonus of terrain and stuff. You can make some amazing D&D maps and stuff with terrain, if that's what you're doing, even outside of just playing tabletop minis. If your D&D is very map-oriented, you can absolutely go crazy with it. It's awesome. Yeah, the immersion If you look factor. at the videos of, you know, what fucking... Uh, Dimension 20 or fucking uh, crit roll does. This is amazing. But you don't have to go quite that far. You can just do little stuff. Like, honestly, I was a little upset I didn't pick up all of the stuff from uh, Pathfinder. I pick up two of their graveyard sets. Great set of terrain if you want to pick up a graveyard. The majority of a table in that set. I missed their Goblin Village, which I'm a little upset about. But little stuff like that, like, they'll do that. It was very cool. It was like a little soul proper huts and a wall and stuff would have been great, but I missed it and I don't want to play secondary market rates because woof. Fair. That's a thing. Yeah. Buying it just to resell is a fucking thing. Oh yeah. Thanks, Games Workshop players. Fuckers. <laughs> I should not even really play Sorry. <laughs> Let me retract. Not the Games Workshop players. Games Workshop retailers. Fuckers. <laughs> Because they're playing it, they're going to buy it for themselves. I have a problem with that. You get it first, you get it, it's all good. If the retailer's like, oh, look, I've got this thing that just went on sale and sold out in nine minutes flat, but I got like 17 copies. <laughs> Anyways, that's a little off topic. Uh, Bane also says saw something about some good Battletech building STLs on Kickstarter. Yes. Oh, yeah. Also, um, Death Ray Designs, I believe it is, why well, I've bought a lot of stuff from in the past. It's a quality company. I yes. don't say that lightly. Like when I got their bases for my Infinity stuff, and when I got the uh, giant tag for Hakislam, I'm like, "Hey man, you any chance plans to make a base of this size?" He's like, "Nope, but for X amount, I'll make one specifically for you. Just give me some measurements." Like, who does that? Apparently, Death Ray Designs does that. But yeah, uh, we have a few of there. They have actually a city um, terrain. That would work. Mm -hmm. That works good for like Infinity or MCP, um, mm -hmm. and it has two large buildings. And the one of the buildings is like almost two foot tall. Uh, when you're done, everything fits inside of that building because the building is hollow, and it's actually its own carrying case for the terrain. It was actually pretty sweet when I finally built it and put it together, and the entire terrain fits inside one of the buildings. Yeah, which was. Oh, yeah, yeah, well, um, for that uh, graveyard set I got from Pathfinder, actually, uh, Devil Squid has it and uses it also for Malifaux. And, like, you fit a bunch of stuff inside one of the bigger ones, so you can just, that's easier storage, like you said. Someone else also does is doing a bunch of more Battletech terrain. I think it's one of the companies that does a bunch of uh, Marvel Crap. Crisis Protocol stuff. One of those companies that does a bunch of STL files for them. Uh, I don't remember their name, but I do. And I have Corvus? some of their. Corvus? Corvus? Yeah, Corvus yeah, Terrain. Corvus. Yeah. Pretty sure it's Corvus Terrain's doing that. Yeah, because they give you like, the STLs. What I really like about what they do is they give you the STLs or whatever you want, and they go, if you're playing MCP, up this by 25%. Yeah. 
if you're playing XYZ, you know, downgrade this to, you know, a certain amount of height, which is actually pretty good because then it fits, you know, what you want. But yeah, Corvus Terrain, uh, actually, that was my. <laughs> and I love, like, I'm on their webpage right now. Um, they're like modern and heroic range, they tell you what it is, you know. Galactic Battles range. They got some appropriate stuff for that. Grimdark range. <laughs> what? Six millimeter sci fi. Well, that's your battle tech. Like, there's a lot of companies out there that do very good stuff. This is what I want. The fucking urban elevated train line. I want that would be such a cool train to base table over. Oh, the train lines, yeah. And that's a good one to, to look at too. If you're going to make a table for yourself, with go theme. all in and make it a theme. Yeah, like I want to do a farmhouse table for Marvel Crisis Protocol because there's plenty of things you can throw wrecked cars and all. I got some of the packs from uh, the Walking you. Dead miniatures game. So there's some old cars that are messed up, pickup trucks and all that. And you just get the right buildings to go with it and you're set. Uh, Art of Michael Boyle says, another one I like is Brutal Cities. They have MDF kits. Let's see here. And if you look at that, actually, apparently I've been to Brutal Cities before because they came out of <laughs> Came right up. <laughs> yeah, not surprised. Go on Etsy, go online, find this stuff. There's a bunch. Yeah, there's good stuff there. And look at their their bundles. Yeah, usually like, people will sell like yeah. a packet bundle. Like, oh, you're playing Infinity. Here is a solid terrain start. Maybe a little lighter than you want overall. But here is a cost-effective starting bundle for you to do that. You know, like this looks like it. Uh, uh, now, remember, also might be out of different countries so you have to do some uh math to figure out what it is but they always they're really going to tell you what scale it is know the scale of your model so you can know what terrain works at a certain point i'm here to tell you that freaking model train train is going to work for you less so on the 40k scale a little more on the marvel crisis protocol scale but look at that stuff you know, I bought a while ago a bunch of, uh, was at a tournament at a hobby town, and I always buy something when I'm at a tournament. Mm -hmm. Always. Especially, especially if it's free. Mm -hmm. And it was free, and I'm like, oh, hey, here's some cool, you know, uh, power lines for, you know, O scale, I think it is. And I'm like, perfect. These will work for, like, my superhero game or whatever. Buy little stuff like that. You never know when it becomes cool terrain. Like now, more we've got half of them. I got half of them. We put them on tables. You got more things to throw. Terrain is sort of what you make of it. You know, you can go and don't let anyone really shame you if you are limited budget and you're doing all 2D terrain. There's nothing fucking wrong with that. But what are some As alternatives? We need to go higher level, though. Yeah. Because so, we're the standard bearers. The uh, the one thing that I always remember, and, and you brought it up earlier, was opening up a package of something that had to be shipped very carefully, aka monitors, TVs, and mm -hmm. looking at the styrofoam and going, oh shit, I could use this for. <laughs> yeah, originally that's what it was. You know, there are tricks and tips for using that stuff too. And honestly, nowadays, I'll be candid that... 
the stuff people sell online is cheap enough that you probably don't have to use that card, that, that styrofoam anymore. The amount of work it takes to make it look decent, you know, and a lot of extra stuff you may not have. Like, you might have the stuff already. If so, cool. We might not plan to do a bunch. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it you're going to have to stop and take a look. And I know it's not an extra step above putting together models and rolling dice and having fun. But you need to stop and take a look at your terrain you need for the game you want to play. All right, you need to go. Am I going to play this only to play this terrain? If yes, you're good. Do whatever you want. If no, you guys are thinking about well, what am I going to do to make sure I have terrain? Maybe go, hey, you know, I remember the last time we had a tournament, we were a little light on terrain. Can me having a full table worth of stuff help with that? Well, yes. Often we'll look at the, uh, you know, the guys who have a ton of terrain to help supplement our terrain. Like in Infinity, especially, we'd be like, we're going to terrain. Um, who's bringing terrain? And a bunch of guys are like, I got three tables worth. I got two tables worth. And suddenly you got a tournament. I'll tell you, that's so for Warfare Weekend, I reached out to the local um, individual and said, hey, people want to play Infinity at Warfare Weekend, but terrain is an issue uh, because it's a shit ton of terrain and Infinity players really like really cool looking stuff. But he's like, no, we got terrain covered. We can have 16 tables done for you. No problem. I'm like, really? I'm like, Yep, because the community awesome. comes together. And, like, John has a table, Ben has a table, blah, blah, blah. And then everybody has a table. And everybody just brings it because they want to see it played at a convention also. And that's the best thing is you make a themed table, suddenly, you know, that helps. So, like, you might not play it at a tournament, but someone else is now like, oh, look at this cool farm table. Or look at this cool subway table, you know, this cool elevated train table where you got the trains going through the center of it and shit the throw and everything. It's great. You know? I will take pictures for you guys, so at least uh, for everyone, if I can, of El Marshall's Necromunda tables. Like, I joke in the career, I'm a little upset that, you know, them doing the Necromunda kind of killed our Marvel Crisis train, but he's fucking all in. He has just some crazy table ideas he's working on. I'll start taking pictures of that, because even though I'm probably not playing Necromunda with him, I'm going to show up just to hang out with my buddies. I need that shit. And I'm going to take some pictures and show you guys the cool-ass terrain they make. Yes. I like pretty things. I like seeing pretty things. Let's do like, it. Hey, GWIS509. How you doing? Welcome um, in. Yeah. So we, we did a bunch, and I can try and find the pictures. You know, someone asked, like, oh, hey, what kind of Marvel Crisis Girl do you do there? And this is just my buddy's basement. He can do... Easily six tables of Marvel, Marvel Crisis Protocol, like full terrain. Uh, terrain, terrain, this in case, we're talking mostly about the games we play, which is going to be Marvel Crisis Protocol, War Machine and Hordes, maybe a little bit of 40K, Battletech, and Alpha Strike. They use pretty much the same terrain if you use terrain. But any miniature game will work. You know, we're just looking at what you want to do for. Oh, Gonzo's currently painting up some 3D printed stuff he has, so he has it for his convention coming up in November. Is Would that be specifically for War Machine, Gonzo? Yes, these mm-hmm. are specifically for War Machine. I, I'll state, though, they'll work for just about anything. Oh, yeah, yeah, they will, but these... They're a little... Sure. Actually, no, I'll say they'll work for Battletech, too. Just got to find, you know, what they do. Yeah, they're, they're printed for... 
War Machine. Yeah. Make your you terrain know. what you want for, though. In this yeah. case, it's War Machine. Yeah, so the good thing is, remember, just take a look at terrain, and, and don't be stuck by what it says it's used for. If you can use it, use it. You know, we you know, we like to make fun of Games Workshop for a lot of things, but man, their terrain kits are fucking top-notch and can generally be used for multiple things. Extra heavy. Like my ass. I mean, do you want a challenge for heavy asses? <laughs> 300 pounds of John would like to talk. I cannot comment. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to call that a conversation ender. Anyway. So instead of <laughs> pouring liquid onto this, which can heat up, can warp other things, I'm going to use. And and I'm going to say for resin and stuff like that, be very careful because warping it is a fucking death sentence. Yeah. This is the reason why I'm testing it out on these pieces first. So if I lose a piece, I'm okay. Not a big deal. But it should give it that. If it doesn't warp it, it should give it that, you know. I'm going to say you probably should have washed it before that, but nah. the test piece yeah. will be fine. Not too worried about it. Plus, this has got to go to my detail team, and they got 60 of these to do. Oh. Great. I love that. Fantastic. Thank the you so much. <laughs> detail team of two people, goddammit, and we do things. <laughs> they get shit done. I have a feeling that's We get you shit done. Well, that's how we sometimes how you do things. That's a good idea for if you guys are doing something big, if you need a big tournament, get the locals who want to help to help. A lot of them always be like, "Oh, I'd love to help." Yeah, give them put their money where their mouth is. Yep. Okay, here's sixty pieces is. of terrain. Go for it. You got well, two that, weeks, and then in two weeks I'll be back and dump off more for you. Before <laughs> um, uh, what's the hell's that one near me? Nova Open one year. Uh, Dan from Tectonic Staff Studios was actually in the house Korean I shared. He and Korean and all of them were putting stuff together for getting ready for the turn for the, the event. It was super cool. See, there you go, Legion. That is the top notch comments we need. Make sure you're transporting this stuff, especially depending on if you're going to uh, seal it or not. Put paper towels between the pieces in the transport. It's a good idea. Granted, you could just seal it, and most sealants going to be okay with that. But maybe you do something like this. In fact, honestly, I'd say seal it. Bubble wrap's good for stuff that's a little more fragile. But really, if you get people who just aren't assholes and don't like slam your stuff around, you should be okay. Yeah, you're always going to do a hey, we need to fix terrain every yeah. year. The flat places are good. I actually like the the idea of paper towels because even if you are set. You don't need to worry about it so much. I mean, it, paper towels are cheap. Yeah. Indeed. You know, just just you can just put it between there. That way, you've got not necessarily extra rubbing on there. Because sure, like I said, sealant's going to work. But why take an extra chance? You ain't got to take, right? Mm-hmm. Terrain frizz. I would advise against terrain frizzbees. And also, I'll say this: don't hesitate to call out people who are doing stupid shit to terrain at the store. I don't see it's a little off. Like, yeah, take care of your terrain. Take care of your store's terrain. Clean it's up not after yours, you're done. Don't yeah. Treat it badly. If it is yours, don't treat it badly. But you do you. <laughs> yeah, if it's yours, you can do whatever you want with it. I don't care. I advise you not to treat it badly, but it's yours. I can't stop you. 
Um, we had a guy, and I won't name names, who literally, to get his termagants to stand on the edge of a hill, stuck them into the hill tail first. Oh. Yikes. As soon as the guy running the bunker saw that, they kicked his ass out real quick. We cheered. That's a big old nope. Yeah, that's a no. Don't do that stuff. I would say treat all of this stuff like it was super important, because it is. Somebody spent time slash money on all of this. Mm-hmm. And they did it so you could have a good time. Like, the, I understand the benevolent people. That, that we're all inherently, and no matter how much you want to say it, we're all inherently a bit selfish. It's human nature. I don't blame anyone for that. But try and step back and think about what's being done so that you can have fun. Especially when it comes to terrain and all. Help a little bit if you can. If you can't, at least treat it nice. Yes. If you can offer a night, go over to Mizzy and Mel's house and help them drive us some fucking terrain. <laughs> I mean, they only have 100 trees, 50 trenches. Right, so keep Slave Gonzo happy and help them fucking... Then next week, or this <laughs> week, it'll be 60 water features, 10 more tr- trenches, and like 30. Jeez, I'm glad I don't live down there. Like, trying to put me to work and shit. 30 rough terrain I'm pieces. I'm fun, though, John. You have a what? good time here. We, we watch movies. We, you know, I can make you brownies. See, he I've can got upset all the because... alcohol I could possibly have for you. <laughs> Since we're about to get that section, someone puts in a movie and I stop doing what I'm doing and I pay attention to the movie. Ah, shit. That's right. There's a story of we were playing back when we used to play the uh, the Decipher Star Star Wars game. I go to a little uh, card shop called Out of Bounds, next city down, basically. And one day they put in The Mummy and I had not seen The Mummy. <laughs> what? And what? Normally they would. They would go, oh, first round, we'll put John against the newbie because he'll wreck the newbie, but in a way that the newbie learns some stuff. And I'm like, I haven't seen this movie. This is really cool. And I just absolutely hose that poor kid because I wanted to sit and watch the movie for the rest of the round. And I did. <laughs> they were like, John, we have never seen you finish round so quick. Sorry, you put in a movie I haven't seen that I was interested in. <laughs> they started not doing that. Like, John, have you seen this movie? Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. I was like, okay. hey, it's Titanic. Yeah, I don't care about Titanic. You're fine. <laughs> I know how it ends. But, yeah. away. <laughs> so anyways, media section, Gonzo, if you'd be so kind. Yeah, give me one second. And I actually finished pretty much those six, what, six pieces of terrain? Bring on the five? blame game. Yeah. yeah, Legion. This is technically your fault. I I'm think okay I'm the only one who's going to... Yeah. I'm okay I think with I'm it. I'm going to blame you. Dogs are going nuts. Burp, 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 burp. It's wrestling time. And... It's wrestling time. Doo-doo. So we all have. If you're your first time listening and watching, uh, this is our media section. We go over things that we've watched, read, listened to, whatever. Uh, we have two rating scales. We have a rating scale of. Cats being the worst movie ever made. Casablanca being the perfect movie. Uh, and then we have our, um, <clears throat> what is it, uh, Space Herpes. 
aka from Ice Pirates Movie. And pretty much it is the fewer space herpes, the better the movie. You don't want to get five. Five is cats. Zeros is Casablanca. Um, we all have at least one movie we're going to talk about together uh, that we're going to review. Uh, but other than that, John, how many other things do you have? One. And I am not caught up on Citadel, uh, which probably is a bit of a damning damning state for that. I plan on catching up maybe this week since I think the last episode comes out this week. But uh, yeah, I have not watched the rest of that at all. But to be fair, the last week and a half or so has been trying. Oh yeah. Last week and a half has been a little little what, difficult for us. What the us. fuck are you doing? What I don't even know what you think you're doing there. <laughs> click click. There we go. Making sure you spend them. Yep. <laughs> um, you must be crazy. <laughs> sorry, my dogs. This is about the time one of them gets tired and the other one wants to wrestle. Um, what I'm else? sure you have 17 things and Mizzy probably has half of those things as well. Uh, um, no, actually. So... Because of the way that the last, you know, week and a half, two weeks have been, I've been listening to the same three albums the for comfort for the last week. And I've got the one movie and I I could technically talk about a song, but yeah. So I you know, I have another band I bought a C D from, but I need to remember what the name of the band is. So, you know, I'll oh, sorry, you know, might know that uh, occasion on Facebook, you'll see it pop up going like, hey, do you want to look at this? You know, the, the things you're interested in, the ads. And this is for a band. And I don't remember the name of it fully. December is the name. I don't remember the name fully. I'm terrible like that. I'm looking for it right now. But it's like, hey, if you pay shipping, we'll send you a CD. I'm like... Well, that means it's likely to be about a $5 CD. Uh, it's called As December Falls. And so I'm like, fuck it. four ninety five CD, why not? Right? Okay. Um, they give me kind of early Paramore va- uh, vibes. But kind of different. It's it, the, the sound is very early Paramore, but they're not talking about fucking high school, which is good because I don't need to hear songs about fucking high school. I say I remember high school. I really don't, but I remember that fuck high school. In case anyone was wondering. <laughs> but what I want to say about that is, try that stuff out. If you listen and go like, "Hey, that I like the way that sounds," give it a shot. You gotta try. Even if you just go, "Hold on, that looks interesting." Let me look them up on YouTube. You know, take a listen mm-hmm. to some new music. You can't like you can just sit there and listen to all the same music. That's what us old grognards do. <laughs> it's the same album I've listened to since 1979. I was five working on some albums back then, but you get the point. But yes, I still listen to Def Leppard Hysteria. It's a fucking great album. Go get it. But you need to look at some new stuff, too, to try to expand your horizons a little bit. So I, that's my suggestion. Look at that. As for the As December Falls album, it was pretty good. I give it uh, I give it a two. I mean, I'm going to rate the album in Space Herpes, too. Why the fuck not? <laughs> It's two space herpes. It is enjoyable. Even though it's only five tracks, it doesn't really get old. 
you know, I don't listen to like a bunch of it, but you know, you listen to it in the car. Cool. Occasionally on the computer. Worth it. Try some new music. Um, Mizzy's only got the one thing pretty much. Yeah, I know. Um, so I started watching, and I'm not going to give it a full rating, but I will tell you if I'm liking it or not liking it. Uh, a new series came out on Netflix, an anime, uh, called Yakatori. Um, Soldiers of Misfortune. <laughs> and this is a futuristic episode where an alien race of cat-dog people take over the planet and uh, pretty much use humans as bait to fight other people. You uh, mean like cat dog, like the old cartoon cat dog where half of the cat No, dogs. no, it's, there's like cats okay. and then there's dogs. They're I anthropomorphic. Here. I'm just making sure. So they stand on, you know, hind legs and walk there's around. Pugs. There is a drill sergeant marine pug that has a beard and a crew cut and everything. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm watching. I'm, I'm only like. This and, and I've watched it with anime. And it's yeah. Weird it's only six episodes long, and they're only like 30 minutes apiece. I'm only like three episodes in. I'm enjoying it. It's got good. One thing it is, it has good animation, um, good artwork, um, good fighting. They do a lot of flashbacks, you know, talking about what happened before this giant war happens and so on and so forth. But it's out there. Uh, and, and it's good. It's, it's good, fun anime. And for 30 minutes, uh, you know, you can watch an episode and then go do something. You know, you're not glued to it, you know, nonstop. But, Unless you bench things like I do. Uh, yeah, well, this is six episodes. <laughs> I don't bench things, luckily. Yeah. If I binge things, that means they're really, really good. Yeah. Um, but I'm enjoying it. I'll continue watching it. I mean, like I said, it's only got three episodes left. So about another hour and a half, two hours, give or take. And uh, I'll watch it. But if you like anime, you like good animation, decent story, weird, cool monster humanoid people, go for it. Um, I can also say that I did watch the newest Ted Lasso. And we've only got about uh, three episodes left, two episodes left for the series. And I think man, I'm an episode or two behind. I need to fix that. Yeah, it is so good. I think you're one behind. <laughs> I'm I'm a season. I, I'm two two and a half seasons behind. So don't don't judge. <laughs> look, look. You you can watch two and a half seasons in four days. You want to know how I know that? Because I did it. Uh, you can that, watch two and a half seasons in four it's days. It's that good though. I cannot. It is very good. Uh, I I. It's so good. I love it. The writing for this show is just top notch. It's very entertaining. It is my feel good go to TV show. If I need a smile on my face or to feel warmth in my heart, that's it. Like I said, what would Ted Lasso say? You need say? to connect with your feels. Yeah. And good I've feels, too. been trying to disconnect the feels recently. <laughs> Call me this, one's a, this one's a good <laughs> feels. And uh, I always say, you know, and thanks to uh, Captain Mizzy Gary getting the bracelet, uh, what would Ted Lasso say? Very much so. If people followed more about what Ted Lasso says or the way he acts, we'd have a much better world. It, it's on my list. I still have a lot of stuff yeah. I need to catch up on, and I have not caught up on any of it. Yeah. Highly recommend. Um, I did watch last week, um, well, week before last, technically speaking, but uh, I did rewatch Zulu, yeah. a classic war movie, and yeah. it's fucking great. Oh, yeah. Like, it is quickly becoming one of my favorite war movies. It is 
well acted by all the main actors, even like the individual guys do a good job. Um, a little product of its time as far as it, but man, you don't get movies so much anymore where they don't just vilify the the antagonist because they're the antagonist. They don't. Every time someone just goes like, well, the Zulus are just savages, right? Someone's there to fucking smack them down and go, are they? They can do this shit. What the fuck can you do? You know, it's not 100% historically accurate, but it is as historically accurate as any movie is really going to get. And it's just good. Michael Caine's first appearance in the movie, great job on him. Just a great movie. It is absolutely zero space herpes. It is definitely right there behind Casablanca. I should mm-hmm. watch it. Uh, I don't know where you can stream it because uh, when I when I wanted to watch it the first time, I bought it on Blu-ray, and I don't regret it even the slightest. <laughs> um, something else I watched, and I actually watched it and forgot to talk about it um, before, was Creed Three. Um, uh, on my list to do a rewatch of the Rocky series into Creed. You know. It was just okay. You saw the plot line a mile wide. You saw how everything was going to go. You, I can see the plot line a mile away, and I've only seen the trailer. Correct. And you you want to feel that cool, you know, Rocky thing again, where we all get together, you know, they, they're triumphing over, you know, some insurmountable odds. You know, the heart is what's winning him. And really, I didn't feel shit for this Rocky movie, or this well, Creed also, movie. Also, if I remember correctly, Stallone's not in it. Yes, he is out. He's not in it. Yeah, yeah, they're not working together. And I, honestly, I think at that point they should have called it a day. If they yeah. didn't want to do any movies together, they shouldn't have doing it. Because from what I've seen of clips, Stallone doesn't carry the whole movie, but him and the main are work together well, and that's why they make them good movies. Yeah, I mean, was it a bad movie? No, not really. It wasn't a bad movie, but it was just like, eh. If I didn't see it, you know, I would, I wouldn't cry my eyes out that I didn't get to see it type thing. But it was just meh. So it gets, gets my 2.5 space herpes. Take it or leave it. Well, I mean, Gonzo, I think Mizzy and I are dry and, and unless you want to talk about albums until we talk about the joint movie. Yeah, y'all talk about whatever you need to talk about. Um, so I sent the guys a song that I heard while I was <laughs> driving. <laughs> I assume you have a Spotify when you're driving? Uh, uh, Apple Music. Okay. Something like uh, that. Fair enough. So I was just letting my music play. You know, I was just trying to get home. And then this cover of... Um, the Numa Numa song. Yes, because I, I'm a heathen. I don't, I, don't, I don't know what the actual name is, but the, uh, the Numa Numa song. Yeah, it's, it's got a name, but it's the Numa Numa yeah. song. Everyone knows it's the Numa Numa it's, song. It's the Numa Numa song. So, but it was like a, a metal version, kind of, eh? Technically, well, yes. Technically? It was absolutely a metal version. I don't know if guys will listen to it or not. He's a heathen, you might not. No. Um, I, I sent you that. As you. <laughs> it was not, as, I, as the kids would call it, a banger. It's not bad. I feel like it's inferior to the other words because it is basically just metal pop at that point. And you know, I have to 100% agree with you. Like it, it's, it's interesting. It's not terrible, no. but it doesn't it, do anything special for, for it's literally just 
we're going to take the same lyrics and everything, and we're just going to make the song a little, the, 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 the instruments a little heavier. Yeah. Is it fine? It's fine. I would still listen to the original first. 100%. You got you to gotta sing and dance to that, you know? Misheard I mean, lyrics are everything with that song. <laughs> it, look, let's be honest, the original is actually a banger. Yes. It is the epitome of pop. It's catchy, enjoyable. The music video is enjoyable. Those guys are really getting into it, even though there's some, like, I guess, Italian, I think it is, or whatever, boy that band. Sounds, it sounds right, yeah. Um, but, you know, this is I'm like, like if it came up again on YouTube, I would probably not just stop my game to go change it. Yeah. But it did not get a thumbs up on YouTube. It's fine. <laughs> Expect more stuff like this, because she's going to find it. I'm going to listen to it. I don't care. You John's don't want me in cover songs. John's a glutton for punishment. Well, no, I mean... I am an enjoyer of music, and I like to think I can be fairly open-minded to music. Well, if it's weird shit music, then it's going to pop up on my thing, because, you know, I've got Ailstorm, I've got Rumahoy, I've got Windrose, I've got all kinds of fantasy stuff. Look, I think Windsor's so, peaked with Diggy Diggy Hole. That actually, that song actually came up in our Unity group. <laughs> I, bu- I bought that song on iTunes because that song was good. Um, I like Alestorm. Alestorm's good. I haven't heard any other one, but I hear uh, that So, I have to be in the right mindset to listen to. Um, there are some Ailstorm lyrics that reference Rebohoy, actually. So I think that I think that's how it got into my filter. Let's be honest. If you guys want interesting music, if you want stuff that's sort of old schooly, let's say, listen to a lot of European music. They uh, have not left the eighties and nineties necessarily, and it's okay. Uh, yes, uh, our, uh, Glory Hammer is in there. Yes, Legion Elves. Airstorm is pirate metal, and of course I have it. So. I don't like Lori Hammer as much as some of the other stuff you sent me. Like, I've heard some stuff, they're fine, but I wouldn't go out of my way. But There, again, there are certain songs, for yeah, sure. Yeah, always are. But, like, you know, I listen to Beast in Black, who is enjoyable as hell to me. Heck, I bought I bought their album, the physical copy, their most recent one, which is the sort of cyberpunky theme I talked about maybe a year ago. Don't regret it at all. Not even a little. But I like listening to that other stuff. You know, that's the stuff out there. It's cool. That's how I found, you know, back in the day, I found, uh... Oh, God, what's her name? Hmm. Nightwish. Thank you. Oh. Ooh, Nightwish. Yes. Yep. Not sure where they're going. They lost another musician who retired. Yeah. So we'll see where they go, but... There's a lot of good stuff out there if you guys just go look for it. Indeed. Go on YouTube, let that shit go crazy. Click on stuff that like interesting. Now, granted, you shooting mind, dinosaurs. <laughs> maybe not skip, not click on that one, but you can listen to it once. Keep in mind, there'll be a lot of clickbait out there. They're gonna put scantily clad chicks and leather in there, so you go and click on it. But that shouldn't mm. stop you because sometimes it'll lead you to something that's more enjoyable. Yep. So, Godzo. Um, I did watch uh, Quantum Mania, uh, A Man Three, be precise. It's on my list. 
Yeah. Uh, it's free on Netflix right now. Uh, or not Netflix, on uh, Disney+. Plus. Disney Plus. Also, uh, while we're doing that, if you haven't watched the D&D movie and you have Paramount Plus, the D&D movie's on now Paramount Plus. So you can watch that. Um, so I watched it. It was okay. It wasn't great. Modoc was kind of disappointing. <laughs> but, um, for the most part... Modoc's charm. He's always disappointing. Yeah. Um, Modoc was disappointing. I didn't like the way they did it and what they did with him and how he looked and stuff. But it's here and there now. It's done and it's over. Um, Wait, you need beloved Marvel villain Modoc? Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> it's a Taskmaster joke for all you old school guys. I'm uh, so glad those people went back in their fucking hole. But I mean, it, it was okay. It kind of felt like a Star Wars movie than it did an Ant Man movie just because the way it was done, the way it was filmed. But I mean, it was okay. I. I'm glad I didn't see it in the theater. I mean, I would have rather seen it. I haven't seen it yet, but I, I still want to see stuff like that in the theater. It's just right now is just not a good time. Yeah. Like we're going into summer. Gonzo, I'm looking at what I have to see in the theater. Oh my God. This June is outrageous. So I'm going to skip fast X because standards, (laughs) they're low, but fast X is lower. Your standards are not on the ground. Correct, but like I'm trying to remember what else is. I, I still want to see Sisu, but that's probably gonna end up on streaming before I get a chance to see it. But like Indiana Jones is coming out. I need to see Guardians three. I really want to see that in the theater. That's been getting great reviews. Um, across the Spider Verse. Oh yeah. Yes. There's at least another movie coming out too. Uh, I'm trying to remember. June movies. There we go. The Cross Spider Verse, yes. Oh, more movies coming out than I thought. No. Oh, Transformers: Rise of the Beast. Kind of want to see that. Yep. Not that's like if I have to skip one of the four this month, that is probably going to be it. And Flash, Flashpoint. I kind of want to see that. Like everyone's saying, fucking Michael Keaton owns in it, but Michael Keaton's a good actor. This just in, Mr. Mom's a good actor. (laughs) (laughs) It's an old school one, you're welcome. And then, yeah, I do want to see Indiana Jones. Even people shit on the last Indiana Jones. It wasn't that bad. You guys just had unreal expectations of it. And, uh, yeah. That's just this month. July probably be bad, too, but... I'm going to try and find a day a week to go see movies. Yeah, there's... June is going to have a lot of stuff coming out. But... So, I mean, same thing with this... It's a 2.5. It was just meh. It's like, okay, that's all right. Just there. Uh, I do have a lot of stuff on my list. I'll probably be watching that more this week. Um, Giving a little bit of downtime and stuff and just working on other, other projects. I'm going to try and time. see Guardians 3 this week because I kind of want to get that out of the way before fucking June starts in earnest. Yeah, I do want to do that too. Because I've been told nothing but good. want to get that done. Um, because honestly, it's fucking... It's what I want from Guardians because it's still James Gunn. I don't like the Guardians by anyone else. They don't do them well in my opinion. Aside from Rocket. <laughs> Honestly, I think he may be the most well-developed character from the Guardians. Yep. The Rocket and Nebula, and Nebula did 
And they've only got one, two movies worth of fucking uh, growth, honestly. Um, so we'll, we'll see where that goes. But yeah, maybe we should talk about the one we all watched. So this week, got a message from John say, hey, we need to watch this. So I go, well, Captain Mizzy's going to be on. So she's going to watch it too. Let's, and let's set that for me. Legionnaires, while we were playing uh, Becker and Lions, like, when are you guys <laughs> going to watch this movie? And I'm like, fuck, I guess we got to it. So before I think too hard about it, I tell Gonzo, Gonzo's like, yeah, we'll watch it all. And then I'm like, hey, what have I done? <laughs> I like this movie. Because <laughs> I also suggested that we watch Hawk the Slayer. And John goes, he has standards. Low, but there are some, some standards. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm here to tell you, Hawk the Slayer is not good. <laughs> no. But I didn't get to finish watching that. I don't think, Captain Maisie, did you finish watching it? No, no. I did not. Uh, we did. So we actually, we looked up Lady Hawk to see if it was anywhere. Uh, and you can't get it for free. So we decided, you know, not to do it. Although. Buy Lady Hawk. Yeah, Lady Hawk is a good one. We will get to Lady Hawk eventually. I'll this unequivocally. Rutger Hauer's best movie. Yeah. But. I mean, if you don't count the fact that he was in Batman Begins, but he was mid part, I don't count that. But like yeah. his his best movie where he had a significant role. Yeah. Uh, if everybody doesn't understand, the movie that we watched was Captain Mizzy. Beastmaster. Beastmaster. Um, super, super classic. Super, super old. <laughs> old, yes. Classic? Mm. <laughs> classic to no default. <laughs> How about retro? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were watching it with me. Woof. It's a product of fucking time. Oh, 100%. It is a product of its time. And I will tell you, when this came out, it was cool as shit. Because that's all we had. Mm. It came out the same year as Conan the Barbarian. And one of those movies is a lot fucking better than the other. Correct. But... For what it was, this came when it came out. We were like, "This was cool," but For this is what we. Sure. Yes, I mean, because we didn't have the cool shit that we're having now, but that's that's the time. So you got what you got. <laughs> so Benia says, "I mean, the two lead actors were awesome." He means Kodo and Poto. Kodo and Poto. <laughs> and the carry was well done. So my favorite. It's in this movie, Arcono and Poto and the fucking Hawk. The Hawk fucking carries that movie. <laughs> oh shit, what are we gonna do? The fucking Hawk's gonna save you. <laughs> it's gonna save the baby, it's gonna go get the people to help you, it's gonna save you from the, the weird vampire things. <laughs> the, the let's talk about let's talk about the uh... They had to have a scene in a dungeon so the Hawk couldn't participate, although it carried every fucking major event. <laughs> Let's ask Mizzy, what did you think about the tree creatures that gooified people? Oh. Let's not talk anymore about them. Yes, Santa you know, things were... I enjoyed it. I I could see... You know, it, it's like... I was like, okay, so this is basically a fighter and a druid combined multi-class. And so anytime something would happen... My thoughts were, I can see why Kathy loved this movie. No, no, absolutely. I mean, and I, I thought it was fun. I enjoyed it. I, I can see why y'all don't. Oh no, no, no! I enjoy it. 
Or I love it. Rather, John. I John guess. doesn't. I love it because it, it, it. But there's a lot of nostalgia behind why I love it. Yeah. So that's the thing. Is a lot of people love it because nostalgia. They saw it when it first came out. I never saw it all the way through. It first came out. Um, I will say that there's potential in the story for it. Yes. Mm-hmm. And in a rarity, there's not enough exposition in this fucking movie. There yeah. are times when some exposition would be welcome and like, oh, I see how they made that. There's a couple. There's some scenes that are in it just to set up later scenes, and you're like, you could have made this part of this. And the biggest thought I got is, hey, if this was like a Netflix series, six to eight episodes, this could be great. It is more story than you can tell in an hour and 45 or whatever it is. Yeah. I will say Uh that at the end of it, I was yelling at it because I had opinions that... They knew that they were related, but they were still sucking face. And I'm just like, <laughs> that's technically your cousin. Yeah, remember, in every state, that's not a problem. Look, having lived in stereotype states, I don't like it. I don't like it either. It's definitely a problem. And he was very creepy on her. And it was just like, whoa. Yeah. yeah Benny and I were for the first half of the movie or so. We're sitting there MST3King it. <laughs> like every time he he caught at the bird, I'd be like, "Man, stop trying to speak! You fucking embarrass yourself!" Because <laughs> it didn't sound great. Like, it's got a lot of potential. I don't feel like it's a lot of fun. I look at him like, "What's the main scene that sticks in my mind?" Gooifying people. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> But honestly, I don't remember that till that comes up. Like, honestly, I look at him like, I don't remember anything about this movie. Like, then you watch it like, oh, I remember this shit. I remember this shit. This yeah. is... It is the epitome of not a good movie. But, I'm going to give it two ratings. This is normal. I'm going to go be nice. I'm going to give it three space herpes. Um, and call it just under what I would call an average fantasy movie but that's nowadays when it came out there was no lord of the rings to compete with there wasn't even willow to compete with when it came out it was fucking probably came out same year as, as conan it was probably one space herpy at that point and it slowly moved down as they kept upping the genre um i will call it overall for when it came out the average of what all fantasy movies should be judged better or worse than. Is it better or worse than Beastmaster? <laughs> you know, you'd be like, hey, I just watched X fantasy movie. Oh, cool. Is it better or worse than Beastmaster? <laughs> if it's worse, fuck off. I ain't watching that. If it's better, <laughs> I'll give it a watch. If it's the same, maybe. I think we need to do, like, every time all three of us are on, we need to do what 80s shitty movie should we watch and rate? Because Captain Mizzy has most likely not seen it. What what, what should you subject <laughs> Mizzy to? Do you know what fantasy movie is better than this by a long mile? Hawk Conan Slayer? the Destroyer. No, not Hawk the Slayer. <laughs> Hawk the Slayer is the opinion of, is this movie better or worse than Beastmaster? Worse. Worse. <laughs> <laughs> Because here's the thing, you know, Kevin, you can see this was probably, this came out with Conan the Barbarian. Conan the Barbarian is the best fantasy movie at this point when they both come out together. Yeah. Okay. For the time, Conan, Conan the was the best. Is 
yeah. miles better than this. Well, Conan, yes. But different. It's not... This is supposed to be fun and whimsical, and I feel like it just misses. Conan's very much more serious. But then Willow comes out, and Willow basically becomes the best fantasy movie. Beats out Conan by a little bit just because it's a little more fun and whimsical and has magic and stuff and etc. And then, of course, Lord of the Rings comes out and, like, just get your asses back there. I, I'm and then the it's done dog. for. Yeah. It's going to be hard. But as I told Bainey I'm watching this, I'm like, man, if I want to watch mediocre fucking fantasy, I'd watch Aragon again. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. Yikes. Yikes. I would rate Aragon probably better than this. Maybe. Red Sonia is Andrew Warlord. Red Sonia is better than this by a country mile. Yeah. Now, Lady Hawk, I think, is Lady a Hawk. really, really good show that uh, is a hundred people should watch. Yeah, Lady Hawk is underrated as fuck. People yeah. don't see it. Um, but yeah, I'll let you know. I'll let you guys figure out what is streamable. I can watch just about everything. Dragonheart's not good. I'm sorry, Banyan. I would call Dragonheart the modern equivalent of fucking uh, Beastmaster, where everyone's like, this is great. No, really fucking not. It's mediocre. Ooh, Legionnaires, that cartoon is very trippy, but was so weird. That came up on our Twitter thing of what uh, kids thing did you watch that wasn't for kids a lot? <laughs> Wizards. Mine was Robocop. Because I saw it in the theater. That's not a movie I should have seen when it came out in the theater. But, yeah, so I'll let you guys decide what movie we watch for 80s there. It'll be sort of like when we did uh, shitty movies with Alex and Anna before they had their kid. We watch Wonders like Masters of the Universe. Which you own on Blu-ray just in case. Well, guys, our time is up. We went through a whole episode, got everything going. Um, we will not be on the air uh, next week. Uh, I noticed you two declined to give ratings to Beastmaster. Feel free to give it a great oh, rating. Okay, Nostalgia, it's like a one. But looking back on it, it's like a four or five. <laughs> oh, it's so not a five. I'm, I feel like three yeah. is fair. Yeah. I'm going to be the unpopular person and go with a two. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so, Legion is the same rating. Yeah, we just changed it so we're doing our own thing. Shh, don't tell anyone. Kroll uh, sure is also on the list too, Banyan. Kroll and Lady Hawk are on the list for mm-hmm. Busy to watch. Kroll uh, um, sure better than Beastmaster. <laughs> sorry, no, I'm sorry. We'll see. Okay, it's all a matter of opinion. Kodo and Podo are great. Kodo and Podo are fucking my favorite. That's fair, guys. Anyway. We got to get out of here. Um, we're going to send you off to the Pyro Club, of course. They'll do some d and oh, I'm sure they'll be on break. They'll probably be on break with us being on lateness. Um, they, they started late, too, so probably. Yeah. Maybe. So. There were technical difficulties. Please take care of yourself. Please look after each other. Please look after your friend, even the ones that are the happy ones. If you see something, say something. If you can do something, do something. If you can't, find someone that will. For more of the dice, I'm Gonzo. I'm John. I'm Captain Busy. Good night. No. <laughs> no, baby on. No. 
mean, it, so here's the thing. It does have some horror vibes. That could be an interesting movie. I couldn't make it through his remake of, uh, oh, what the hell was it? Um, uh, Monsters. <laughs> 